Welcome to Conscious Capivara, the podcast where we dive deep into personal development, talking about coaching and coaches, and really providing you with tons of value. Um, if you want to delve into the space of coaching, if you thought about getting a coach, becoming a coach, all things like that. And today I have with me Sabrina Bawa. Bawa is correct, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so how are you doing, first of all? I'm really good. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. How are you? Yeah, same here. Actually, this is the first time I'm interviewing someone without Esteban, who's always here. So I'm excited as well to see how it goes, because it's like a bit more of a ping pong instead of a triangle pong thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm good as well. Um, so Serena, I found you online and you're doing something absolutely fantastic. Uh, like people know I have a yoga background as well, but then I decided to go more towards the, the classic coaching route and integrate parts of yoga and you're coming from the other side and you're mixing it with Ayurveda. So if you want, go ahead, tell us who you are, what you do, how you got started, whatever you want to choose to pick your first <laughs> point. Absolutely. Yeah. So hi, well, thanks for having me first. Like, I'm so I'm really glad to be here and I just love our vibe and just like everything we talk about is just, I think I feel really connected to your vibe. So I'm really happy to be here. Uh, so what I do is basically self-care for female entrepreneurs or coaches or like whatever you call it, we want to call it. Um, basically I actually, uh, I'm also from like a yoga background. I used to do like all of the online yoga teaching. Uh, I used to do it in French though. Uh, I did a yoga uh, teacher training, all of this. And then eventually I stumbled upon Ayurveda. And um, when you start learning about Vedic and, you know, all of this ancient wisdom, you just, you know, you can't get enough of it. And you start buying all of the books and learning about all of the courses and everything. And, um, you know, I was just really, you know, it just like, I was really curious about it. So I started, you know, taking a little course. I read some books here and there. And, um, At the same time, I was, you know, growing, trying, trying to grow my audience, build my business online. At the time, it was, uh, you know, in the French market. Um, but somehow, like along my, uh, I don't know, natural way of living, my holistic lifestyle, you know, yogic, vegan living, mm -hmm. I uh, decided to stop uh, taking hormonal birth control. Uh, you know, just as a path of, you know, like going all in like natural stuff. And um, eventually, you know, from being on hormonal birth control for so many years, I think it was like seven or eight years in a row, you know, hormonal therapy, it just like shuts down your whole endocrine system. So mm -hmm. when I uh, ditched hormonal birth control after seven and eight years like that, my body was like, nope, like, what the hell is going on? Let's start off this endocrine system again. And after six months of ditching the pill, I was like, Hey, no hormonal imbalance. I'm fine. Like what the heck? Like everybody that says, you know, you're, when you're going off or hormonal birth control, you're going to live like a horrible life of uh, symptoms. And after six months, I was like, Hey, no, that's not me. I'm like undestructible. Like I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm unstoppable. Like nothing, you know, nothing happened to me, but within the seventh month after uh, ditching the birth control, that's where I was faced with like massive hormonal imbalance like we're talking here pms for like two weeks out of four instead of like you know it's usually like three to five days of like being moody and bloated and like just really cranky and i was like that for two weeks out of four for almost a year so it was really a hard battle of just like yeah, again this is first world's problem like you know from you know my doctors and OBGYNs. 10 of you like they were seeing this like uh yeah it's not that bad like just go back on the pill you know like you're not you know your body is not uh, dying or anything but I was feeling like I was dying like literally of you know not feeling like myself I stopped showing up online I stopped you know being creative and like I stopped creating blogs and videos and Instagram posts I didn't want to show up on Instagram or like take photos because I was feeling so much crappy like such you know I was 
bloated all the time and like I had this really awful teenage acne everywhere like cystic cystic painful hormonal acne that left horrible brown scars like really really dark scars I lost so much hair uh, you know I was just really feeling like crappy crappy crap so eventually uh, I <clears throat> was still going through a little ayurvedic study phases and um that's why, I don't know, that's really how I got really into Ayurveda. Like I was, okay, so maybe my doctor's like, okay, let's go back on the pill or let's, you know, give you this medical advice, not advice, medical device. They said something like, yeah, let's, let's put you on this medical device. I was so like, I cringed, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, use an IUD as a medical device you know, in my womb, like, I was like, okay, you know what, I'm on this holistic journey. Um, I'm studying Ayurveda, like, that's, you know, the whole point of doing this, let's do this. So within a matter of like months, I started really diving deep into, you know, how to balance my hormones using Ayurveda. So diet, lifestyle, herbs, I reached out to another Ayurvedic practitioner. And eventually within a couple of months, I was back, almost back to um, perfect hormonal health, like hormonal balance. So I was like, okay, so why is like nobody talking about how to balance your hormones, you know, using diet, lifestyle, herbs and stress management techniques and everything. And, you know, when I was studying Ayurveda and everything, I tried all of the things. I went to see two or three acupuncturists. I uh, tried all of the herbs. I tried everything like eating broccoli all day long because people were like, eat broccoli. You're going to balance your hormones. Like, you know, just scrolling through each and every free platforms, you kind of like try to pick everything and like take so much time I watched every YouTube channel read all of the books about hormones and I think it's just like from managing my stress and balancing my diet according to my mind body type which is something we'll be diving a little bit more into later uh, all of these little things that Ayurvedic uh, principles brought me I think that's really how I found my hormone balance again and I was able to you know Uh, create more from a place of uh, my true authentic self and being more empowered and like my message. And I think uh, from being in this space, I was like, you know what, this whole health issue just stopped me from, you know, creating the business that I wanted to do online. So I think that's what really this shift point was like, okay, I need to teach this to other female coaches and other female entrepreneurs, because you know, when you're not feeling like yourself, like how the hell are you going to create your business and inspire others? And how, how are you going to fulfill your purpose in the world? And how are you going to serve others? You know, so you have to fill your own cup at first. So I think that's where um, I just got the idea of doing self-care for female entrepreneurs. So that's pretty much it. Wow. Thank you for the story. <laughs> um, and wow, so many points that popped up for me. Uh, first of all, I, I still cannot believe that we're still doing this hammer approach to um to fertility to to, to female fertility and to just mm. any kind of worries like if you have acne when you're 13 and then it's just like go with the pill i'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but isn't that a totally different thing like aren't we talking about birth control versus acne um so that never made sense to me um but yeah i can totally relate to how the pill affected my life and then Later on, like I I was on it for one year and it took me like two years afterwards to kind of feel normal again. Oh my God. (laughs) And then I still got talked into an IOD by my OBGYN. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was so in such a desperate place that I was like, okay, yeah, um, at least it's it's something to protect me from like, maybe potentially becoming a single mom, which was something I was Mm -hmm. even way more scared of (laughs) I'm like okay wow um yeah but overall I I love the holistic approach that you're taking and I love that you're bringing the Ayurvedic wisdom into the west um Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting to me that it kind of comes down to Maslow's pyramid like cover your foundations cover your Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. basic physical well-being which totally influences your your mind then And with your mind, you can make the conscious choices to like check in, like, how am I doing physically, emotionally, spiritually, Mm -hmm. mentally. So like you were saying, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Completely um, fascinating to me. So tell me again, when did you get started with, um, with Ayurveda? 
Um, well, I started really studying and really studying two years ago, but practicing like a year and a half ago, I would say. Yeah. Wow. So it's been a very rapid development because I see you're quite present yeah. online. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. yeah. But I've uh, been so into, you know, yoga. And even before that, I used to study natur- naturopathy. Naturopathy. Yeah. 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 That was four years ago. I started, uh, you know, really diving more into this holistic lifestyle. And I was just really all ready into this turmeric, golden milk, ginger lifestyle. So (laughs) I think I was practicing like so many other people, I think, we're practicing Ayurveda without even knowing, like we're mm-hmm. doing it, you know, with the ginger tea and the golden milk, yeah. you know, when you go to your local cafe and you ask for a turmeric milk or something like that, you know, ginger tea, cinnamon or like uh, chamomile too, like all of these little tea mm. tricks or like we would say grandma tricks or yeah, grandma recipes, all of yeah. this, yeah, all stems from Ayurveda. So that's really yeah. funny because when I started really getting into it and studying and like investing in this um, school, I was like, oh, that's so weird. It's like half of this we already know within ourselves. It's just yeah, like it was just... Yeah. yeah, we already know all of this. It's just that having, you know, written those, you know, those are like Ayurveda is about your body's rules like your your body's natural rules like how your digestive system works how your mind works how your spiritual body works how everything works you know in terms of like always finding balance within yourself so it's just like a book about your life like literally ayurveda means science of life so when you start studying this, you're just like, oh, that really makes sense. It's just like those kind of things that nobody really says and nobody really, you know, makes any kind of like scientific studies about it. It's just like some things that we just know as human beings. So I think that's where, you know, we already are practicing Ayurveda no matter what. So <laughs> it is really uh, a, still a pretty new uh, business for me, but I feel like I've been doing this for a lifetime. So yeah. I mean, it always takes some building up to get to a point where you, you can like embody it and feel like, mm-hmm. ah, this is the business I'm mm-hmm. doing. Oh, but wait, like the, mm-hmm. the process to get there was already quite long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm still yeah. astonished that I think even in my yoga teacher training, we had an Ayurveda part, but it was so small. Mm-hmm. And even though I was doing yoga all my life, I it was still like just a very tiny aspect of it. And um, only recently I've been delving more into it and I'm like, how come we don't know this? Like I had to go yeah. through so many diets myself. Like I've had mm-hmm. massive health issues, not just because mm-hmm. of um, the pill, but more because of like heavy metal influence, et cetera. So I had acne, hair loss, weight gain, and like brain fog, sleepless mm-hmm. nights, et cetera. Um, and no one really could help me here, like in the West, in, in Germany. And it like it took a whole detour for me to come back to yoga and then later on Ayurveda to like figure out okay yeah that's kind of like my body kind of knows what it needs and then sometimes my mind just goes like nah, I'd rather eat chocolate mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> yeah I so, totally hear you <laughs> so it provided a nice contrast for me to like reconnect mm-hmm. back to my my yogic roots that my mom gave me when I was quite early mm-hmm. um when I was quite that's not something you'd say yeah. I apologize when I sometimes struggle with English. Um, recently, I've been speaking more German. Um, uh, same here. I've been speaking only French with my partner because he's French. And we're uh, just like, yeah, we should be speaking more English. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All the luxury problems that you have when you're like more than what, what is it even called? Bi- not bilingual, monolingual. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. In any case, I was interested in the mind-body connection, how you define it in Ayurveda, and what do you think the biggest, apart from nutrition, the biggest influencing factors on it are? That question makes sense. Not really. Can, can Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can cut it out if it doesn't. <laughs> um, so because you're coaching uh, or your, your, your niche is female entrepreneurs. Um, and yeah. obviously they want to be well physically in order to have enough energy for their business. Yeah. So mm-hmm. apart from nutrition, you mentioned you're coming from an 
um, from a holistic approach, like what other yeah. factors are usually coming up in terms of mind-body connection? That mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's so many things. And I think that's why, uh, well, let me plug it here. I have a membership where I speak about all of the little practice yeah. uh, practices that Ayurveda and yoga meditation can just literally change your life in terms of like how creative and how more energy you can have and like just how you show up every day in your business you know with just doing those little really quick and simple but yet really powerful ayurvedic practices that i teach in uh, my membership but uh i think my favorite ones are always to always um stick to a strong daily routine so that would be you know waking up at the same time every morning going to sleep at the same time every night or around you know the same time every night uh having your meals at the same times every day exercising at the same time every day meditating and you know it's just like to give this body like an autopilot mode of just you know it doesn't have to stress out about what's coming up next because the body loves so much routine but the mind loves freedom so whenever you are stick you are sticking to this strong daily routine of you know going and eating the same, you know, the meal at the same time, going to sleep at the same time and everything. It just gives this body like this really, okay, it's good. Like we know what's coming up next. Like let's just chill a little bit. And so it just has something less to worry about during the day. So I think the first step was always to stick to a strong daily routine. The second thing is it's so weird, but it's like stop having anything cold or iced cold, like really, really cold smoothies or like cold iced water or like really, really cold iced anything because the body thrives on warmth. So if you uh, give it always like cold stuff, it'll just like shut down eventually. Like, you know, when you start drinking a really, really cold drink and it just hurts in your body, in your belly and it hurts yeah. in your throat. That's just science that your body doesn't like really cold stuff. And if it's summer and it's like you're in Spain and it's like 40 degrees outside, okay, you can go ahead and have something cool, but not cold, you know? Mm -hmm. So most of the time, you know, stick to something warm, stick to something maybe room temperature, but really nothing super cold. And these little things that just, they give you more energy and they give, you know, they make you feel a little bit less, you know, stuck and rigid and stiff during the day. And it just soothes you down. Like it soothes your mind. It soothes your digestive system. It soothes everything else, your muscles, your, you know, everything. So just try to stick to warm water, warm water or warm meals, warm, comforting meals. I think that's like second most easiest, simple stuff you can do, but yet so powerful that can bring you so much, you know, calm into your daily life because you know working on the computer all day long it's just like it increases this anxiety and like racing thoughts and just like yeah we would say high vata like practices in ayurveda and vata is like air and um space element so like if you're going you know online and just like you're in your head all the time and just like thinking all the time and like you know, working all the time it just increases the anxiety and it ungrounds yourself and like mm. some really really simple practices to ground yourself back again to like the earth is having warm stuff so yeah that would be a nice tip to start implementing in your daily life yeah. thank you yeah i'm sure that provides a lot of value especially like i feel like the body instinctively knows that like it kind of shrieks away from mm -hmm. from stuff that's not good for mm -hmm. it like for me cold water mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. i'm not sure how you if you know about wim hof yeah the mm -hmm, ice man mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah. i'd rather like ranayama mm -hmm. <laughs> than just forcefully breathing and emerging myself like in, in ice in cold really water ice that cold does water. not feel like natural to me that feels like a shock and something that I would know. damage myself in the long yeah and exactly and, and just like as i said earlier like when you start drinking having cold foods and water all the time it's just like shuts down your body but i i I'd say more shuts down your digestive system. And if your digestive system is off, like everything else is off. Mm. So um, in Ayurveda, we like to see the digestive system as a, a big fire. Mm. So if you keep on putting ice cold water in your, in, on your fire, like, of course, it's going to deplete it. And like, you need things to kindle your fire. So with spices and a little bit of oil and just like moving around, just increases the fire within yourself. So 
the, the goal is always the goal is always to come back into you like how can I kindle this fire inside of me and this fire is going to give you this fiery like ambition passion creativity like everything um to get through your daily to-do list and your daily you know tasks as a business coach or whatever coach you have or you are <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And I love the like the kindling the fire because it, mm -hmm. it already speaks of the, the passion and creativity that mm -hmm. it brings as a result. So I'm curious, what's your stance on like the whole fasting and detox and juice cleanse approach? How does that fit with Ayurveda? Um, I think it really depends. I actually had like a discussion with my group about that really. Um, I think it was like, two weeks ago or something about green juices and detoxes and um Ayurveda is not completely like don't do this don't do that like there's mm -hmm. nothing really strict about that it's just Ayurveda has the rules of your body and you're just like okay so those are the rules and this is what I want to do like let's try to find a balance within <laughs> this so Ayurveda really uh loves fasting and all of the things because it just helps with your digestive system overall. The thing is, it'll depend on your mind body type, which is something we'll be covering a little bit later because that's a huge thing about Ayurveda. Um, so yeah, all of the modern fad diets or fad trends, that's where like Ayurveda is like, yes and no, it depends. Like it really depends on your mind body type. So if you have, let's say like a really slim, light, Uh, airy like you don't put on weight you have like a lot of bloating and constipation stuff like this would be the vata body type and this one if you put this mind body type on diets all day long like it'll just deplete itself you're like you'll just feel drier and lighter and anxious all the time and probably a little bit depressed and tired and exhausted so you know that mind, mind body type on you know cleanses and juices like if it's not well supported with an ayurvedic counselor or practitioner or something like it'll not turn well so that's where you see like um in the modern you know world online you see like oh this juice cleanse works so great yeah it does work great if you have a certain mind body type and if you are in a state where you are strong enough to go through juice cleanse and exhaust not exhaustion um intermittent fasting and all of this and on the other hand if you have this kapha body type which is like the more large broad shoulders tends to put on weight tends to be you know craving sugar all the time and just like loves the sweet taste and loves to stay home netflix watching and eating cookies so this kind of like mind body type you put it on juice glands you put it on a fast it'll thrive like literally it'll start you know shedding a little bit of the weight shedding also this attachment this greedy this like wanting to stay always you know with their you know childhood little covers and blankets you know you'll be just less attached to everything in life mm -hmm. so there's you know the mind body connection is really connected you know with your whatever practices you do in your daily life so that's where you know if you see someone that says oh let's do this to diet or let's do this polio or like whatever stuff you want to do just try to see if that works for you first and then you know go out there and say oh hey this is work. this worked for me and this might not work for you because you know of where you come from and how you were born and like everything you know there's so much to take in consideration when you want to change your diet your lifestyle and I think detoxes and juice cleanse and all the things are good for you know, for particular mind-body types, I would say. Yeah, makes complete sense. Thank you. Um, yeah, I do also agree with you and like having a nuanced approach. Like you can't just shed everybody. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just give them one mm -hmm. fix mm -hmm. it all solution. Um, that does not work. So my question would be how long do you usually recommend people try out something? Um, to see if it works, mm. if they don't, mm. if they're not sure exactly, or if they're maybe also unsure of like what mind, but like um, what Vedic type they are. Yeah, well, first, there are so many dosha quizzes online. They're called doshas. Mm. So um, I also have one on my website. Yeah. Uh, just learning about your body's tendencies will give you so many, so many clues about whether you are made for like that diet or that fast 
regimen or that juice cleanse or whatever, or that exercise regimen. So if you are uh, feeling usually really exhausted, you know, exhausted and tired all the time and anxious all the time and bloated and constipated all the time, I wouldn't go for anything that will increase this depletion. So that means juice glands, fasting all the time, eating like salads every day and like having nothing, you know, comforting and nurturing all the time. So on the other hand, like I said, if you have a really like heavy body, like natural heavy body and like you feel sturdy and you have a lot of stamina and everything, like go ahead, do it as much as you can. But at the end of the day, uh, it always comes back to your body awareness and to your self-awareness. So if you are just sticking to, you know, diets and exercises routines because, you know, media says so or because a study says so, like that's okay to look at it, to like trying to see for yourself if that would be something you would like. But at the end of the day, like try it out for yourself. Wait for like 24 hours, maybe do it for 48 hours. And then you see like, how do you feel about it? Does this new regimen uh, makes you more bloated, makes you more anxious, makes you more, you know, want to, uh, you know, be angry all the time or makes you, you know, like super red and like inflamed or like what the heck is going on in your body? And there are so many nudges and like symptoms and stuff. Like your body is always telling us so many things. Like within an hour, you can literally know what's going on inside within your, you know, what's going on in your mental state, within, you know, what's going on in your body. If you have gas, if you have like anything, like everything, your body's always trying to communicate everything that's going on in your life. Like whether your lifestyle practices are good or not for it. So I think at the end of the day, like whatever you, you want to do, try to stick to uh, what's, you know, good for you, uh, trying to go back to your self-awareness and like meditate a little bit on changes. And like, if that's good for you and if it's don't feel bad to just like, you know, delete that stuff from your day. And like, I think the worst part is usually nowadays we're always stuck on the shoulds. Like I should eat 150 grams of protein every day. I should have that protein shake. I should be uh, running marathons and I should do CrossFit and I should this and I should that. And at the end of the day, we're like, what can I take out of my daily health habits? Yeah, like, you know, sometimes just taking out a couple of things and just focusing on one or two, three things. Like, that's all the body needs. Like, I think I'm just, oh, I just hate it. Like, and everybody's just like, wake up at four, and then you do this, and then you do that, and then you do shit. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Take a breath. <laughs> Close your eyes. What do you really need? Yeah. And what, do you, what don't you need? Like, go back to your self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. There's always this good quote that we're, we're overloaded with knowledge and we're starving for wisdom. So I really mm -hmm. like that. And especially with the whole trend of like atomic habits and we're like, we're optimizing our everything for performance. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I sometimes feel as well that it can get a bit too, too rigid mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that um, I'm not like I'm getting further out of touch with my body and that sometimes my body has been telling me for a week that it definitely needs a break. And I'm like, but I've got all these systems and I need to get up at six because that's what I'm going to use. And then my body's like, no, either you listen to me or I'm going to tell it a bit louder <laughs> next mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And louder uh, is going to be the symptoms like the bloating, the hormone imbalance, the, you know, the grinding the teeth at night, you know, all of the things. The tension. Yeah. Yeah. And you uh, mentioned something really important. I think that's where I really want to be able to inspire my audience and inspire you know female entrepreneurs and coaches with getting more in touch with our feminine energy mm. because our world is surrounded by masculine energy mm. you know with our to-do list and wanting to wake up at the same time like no 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 like you know yeah um following this really masculine energy and even as, as female coaches all the time we're just like we got to do this and grow this and nurture this and like send this email. You know, this is really masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how can I, you know, get back in touch with our true feminine energy? And like that goes for men and women. I think it's just like we're so stuck in this masculine world that when we get out of touch with our self-awareness and like what's going on inside and like, okay, what do I need more? What do I need less? I'm tired today. Can I sleep a little bit later? I'm this, you know, maybe I can take this time off. Like, 
I think the word would be a much better place if we could just come back into this feminine, nurturing mother yes. nature energy that we already have within ourselves. It's just that the masculine energy has overwhelmed a little bit this part of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that you're mentioning the, the yin yang aspects, mm-hmm. not just of women, but also of like everyone, because we all have mm-hmm. this, this balance, mm-hmm. like the, these two sides that we kind of want in a balance and not out of balance. And it's mm-hmm. also like, like treat yourself like someone you like, and that, like you're someone you would want to thrive. So mm-hmm. uh, don't just like make sacrifices. That, yeah, make a sacrifice. Uh, yeah, I sacrificed my health today to get through this productivity list, like this to-do list, and mm-hmm. then tomorrow mm-hmm. I'm going to crash. That's not mm-hmm. a good compromise over the long run. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be an individ- individual figuring out of like where's that balance for me, and that balance is definitely not um, not identical like every single day. I mean, as you mentioned, we do have cycles as well. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we know that from like our daily cycles, our spring summer like just general Mm -hmm. the year is the cycle as well so do allow for things to like to grow in spring and and summer and then go for a harvest so um in in our life we go through these cycles as well and there's another question i wanted to pick up from from the start like how once you implemented implemented these routines of like exercising and eating at the same time like how has that impacted your your cycle your female cycle Mm -hmm. Ooh, everything, <laughs> every <laughs> fucking thing. Sorry, I'm, I'm not used to curse, but this is like totally changed my life, literally. And I think that's where um, we have a saying in Ayurveda. We always say Ayurveda is simple but not easy, mm-hmm. because we're, you know, I'm here telling you all of this. You know, wake up and go to go to bed at the same time. Eat warm foods. Uh, do this. Practice yoga. Meditate. You know, all of these little things. They kind of like look simple but when you want to change those daily habits mm-hmm. I'm still working on that literally yeah. like there's so much I want to do but I know you know changing habits takes sometimes like I don't know three weeks or so so mm-hmm. and it takes determination and like motivation and you really want to do it from a place of like even you know of suffering sometimes like that's the only way sometimes that you have mm-hmm. to change it's because you're suffering and on my like in my case I was suffering from almost PMDD which is like the worst case of PMS mm-hmm. oh yeah. so that's you yeah. know the case where you're just like having PMS all the time and you're just like you just feel like crap all the time <laughs> so um from that place I was like okay what can I do and that's where I uh, reached out to my Ayurvedic um, counselor Ayurvedic practitioner and within, you know, the help of my studies and everything. And I just found out that woman's health can be managed through stress, managing your stress, managing your digestion and managing your emotions. So those are the three things. And I would say stress and emotions would go into you know, the same thing. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that will really make or break our, you know, our cycle. Yeah. And, uh, there's another thing that's pretty scary, but also so nice is to, um, you can see, a true, you know, the true state of health of a woman, if you look at her cycle, is it regular? You know, what's the, what's the blood look, you know, what does a blood look like? Is it clotting? Do you have PMS? Do you have acne? Like all of these little things that will tell you exactly the state of health of this person. Yeah. So uh, in my case, you know, sticking to daily routines was the first thing that, you know, balanced my digestive uh, system. And the digestive system, as I said, is like the first thing you want to balance when you want to stick to, you know, uh, having more of like a healthy woman's health cycles and menstruation stuff. That's the first thing that really uh, brought my attention was uh, how my digestive system and just my energy overall was so much better just from sticking Mm. to a daily routine and sticking to warm stuff all the time and having less of like iced cold drinks or less of these little things and it's so funny because we are so accustomed to like western medicine where like you have a prescription drug for something and just like putting a band-aid on it and you're just like okay so Mm -hmm. this drug is super strong so i will put this in my body and there's really nothing wrong about this it's just like we are just really stuck in this mindset of like having to take a pill and then that's it. And like that pill is really strong, but nothing else like food and like herbs and spices and teas, they have no effect on my, on me. Like it's so like, there's nothing, it doesn't work on me. But the thing is like, we're so accustomed to think that prescription drug are the only things that work that uh, sometimes we just like 
that's where we say natural stuff and holistic living doesn't work because you know it's so small and everything but it does have a really big impact on our body but for it to really work on our body we have to heal our digestive system because otherwise it it'll just you know that herbal supplement you take like it'll just go down the toilet because if you're you can't assimilate and like absorb this natural herb like of course it's going to go down your toilet like your money's going to go down your toilet so the first thing is like if you stick to daily simple routines that's where you will see an improvement in your in your digestive system and therefore if your digestive system is going well whatever food um tea spices oils herbal supplements that you take or even like if you take um b12 or anything like it'll you know be assimilated you like you'll be able to absorb it but that's the only way like the only way is just to heal your digestive system at first yeah that makes so much sense and i love mm-hmm. that you mentioned as well that it's digestion and emotions and stress and also i mean we obviously know about the gut uh, mind connection that the gut microbiome is producing hormones that are directly mm-hmm. influencing the decisions we make mm-hmm. so it's definitely a big big factor that you can not easily <laughs> uh, as you said but in a simple way with simple quite natural measures that you can like influence and then from there mm-hmm. you're going to have the mental space as well to deal mm-hmm. with your other types of stress mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i'm not sure i've, I've stalked you a bit on instagram and facebook and everything <laughs> um and obviously yeah, i saw your podcast as well so my next question would be the stress the emotions what's your um solution for yourself what do you recommend how deep do you go into the mindset side of things all about that i think it just changes like it changes all the time and that's something that i'm uh, trying to you know myself connect a little bit more with my feminine energy with this because i've been so stuck in this wanting to meditate for 20 minutes every morning, practice yoga an hour and a half every morning, putting my leg behind the head every morning and just like super into, you know, hardcore stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I was like, this is things that I'm telling myself like, that I need to do mm-hmm. in order to manage my stress and anxiety and stuff. But I think the simple, most easiest things that I'm doing every day, like, again, going back on a daily routine it just takes off a little bit of stress from your body but with your mind of course meditation journaling um speaking with someone i like love to speak about anything with my partner um having a friend on the phone usually also uh, of course you know practicing yoga restorative yoga a lot and uh i like to listen to frequencies like on spotify i just look out (laughs) for like frequencies 400 and something hertz and just putting myself in a really relaxing grounding meditating or you know i would say yoga restorative pose and just putting on my bows and like listening to frequencies i think like it's the most instant you know instant way to grow my nervous system and grow my body definitely yeah Thanks for yeah, sharing. I'm trying to stay away as much as like saying all the time, take a bath, because, you know, <laughs> when we think about self-care, we always say like, take a bath and like have a piece of chocolate. But self-care is so much bigger than this. And it's all related to your healthy lifestyle and how you think and how you eat and how you move your body. So that's where I'm just trying to stay away as much as possible as like saying, take a bath, because no, no, it's not just that. <laughs> It can be that, but it's not just that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, lo- I love the approach. And also what I do with my clients is because they come from this very rigid hustle. you got to have this mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. I also tell them it's nice to have options. You don't have to do all the options every day. Like just mm-hmm. know that you can do breath work. You can do asanas. Mm-hmm. You can meditate. You can journal. You have all these things mm-hmm. that you told us about. There's also you can take a bath and then mm-hmm. just pick one. Just pick one that you feel mm-hmm. like, see if that works. If that doesn't work, just do maybe something else. Um, and then mm-hmm. we just check in with the feedback that your body is giving you. If that's what you needed in that moment, then you can use that for further reference and then it gets more and more nuanced and you can really like be in touch with yourself and don't get us worked up along the way, maybe. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 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 So I love that. I love the binaural. 
they're called binaural beats right that those frequencies mm -hmm. yeah 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 mm. i use them for writing yeah. a lot i like to listen to them oh yeah there's so many out there for writing for you know creativity and going to sleep also i like like um are they called sub subliminal messages or like with the affirmations you know, someone speaks yeah but not consciously like you can't hear them consciously like you just can't hear them unconsciously oh yeah. i don't know what they're called subliminal messages it might be subliminal yeah. it's interesting yeah yeah i'm definitely like interested I'm, I'm really excited <laughs> for whatever is coming in the next i don't know 10 to 20 years because i mm -hmm. think that especially our generation we're very much into we're, we're discovering the spiritual side <laughs> in a western eastern mix i think mm -hmm. um and i'm really mm -hmm. interested to see the whole research like what mm -hmm. we get to know about uh, the mind-body connection mm -hmm. and some of the more western traditional research quantify it's so funny because my, yeah my teachers they always say they always come back to like oh there's a new city out there but it's so funny because ayurveda has been saying this thing for five thousand years like it's so funny like sometimes you just see those studies and you're like i knew that like knew my that. body knew that it's just like they had to you know do a study so people can actually believe it <laughs> yeah. yeah i love it because that that'll convince some of my more mm -hmm. data driven mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. i studied something engineering so mm -hmm. to provide a contrast to my yogic mm -hmm. upbringing um, <laughs> and sometimes I run against walls when I tell them that yeah. <laughs> yoga is a proven system because it's like it's got quite a long track record of working so why, mm -hmm. why do you need the studies and then corona mm -hmm. came and threw them all into like this deep self-reflective time mm -hmm. and now they're all like oh meditation actually works yeah meditation works for it to increase your immunity Ooh. <laughs> breathing air as well nice <laughs> um, yeah so i love that more people are given like the opportunity to mm -hmm. to explore that space and i'm really excited mm -hmm. to to see what investments and like what research come out of that space in the coming years um mm. so we've been talking for like, more than half an hour so my question is a bit more business related if you're open to sharing yeah sure so, so okay cool so where where do you want to grow like where do you, not not where do, what are you envisioning for your business for 2021 um i think for now i think it's just about growing my my you know my audience as much as I can, like being able to inspire as much people as I can, you know, as possibly can, you know, when you start a business, you are, you, you can just, you know, there's so many people you can touch, but I really want to be able to um, reach as many female entrepreneurs as I can with this knowledge, because I think it'll maybe even change lives. Just like, it, you know, it, you know, those Ayurvedic principles really did change my life so much. And mm -hmm. I think I would, just love to being able to bring these practices to as many women as I can. So that would be more of a like long-term goal. Sorry, I'm not answering your question, but oh, um, <laughs> I would say for this year is about just launching my uh, membership and you know, my health and wellness membership. I think it's the most important uh, project or business offer I have out there. It's like, I think that's where I will have all of my knowledge and like all of my experience and wisdom in there, like just into little bits and sizes, courses and, you know, recipes and like meditations and guided, you know, yoga practices, all of this, just to make sure that female really like on point in terms of like physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health, because I think that's you know, what's lacking in this industry nowadays, because it's so mm -hmm. into like business marketing strategy with it, which is awesome, which is like, we all need this kind of like guidance. Mm -hmm. But I think yeah. what's really lacking is like, apart from saying to female entrepreneurs, take a bath and like eat healthy. I think that's where I really want to be able, you know, to be that person that leads this, you know, health and wellness part of uh, being a fem female business owner so yeah that's pretty my goal overall I think it'll never really change it. like for my my 2021 goal will probably be the same like within five you know, the, the next five years yeah 
Wonderful. That's such a cool vision. I love that. Um, it feels very like natural to me, uh, like like a natural approach to business, and not like an. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come as much from the head as what's yeah. out there right now. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So because you are dealing with entrepreneurs, and you're also an entrepreneur who happens to be female, um, mm-hmm. what would you have loved to? know before starting out before going into business like when you're just fresh in it oh so many things um (laughs) I think the thing that really changed everything was when I started investing in myself and I think we we hear that so much like within the you know the coach (laughs) world (laughs) start yourself that friend was like yeah right no but when I really started investing in myself and that means yeah like loading my credit cards and like trying to take a risk but at the same time like really it is really scary and you like end up grinding your teeth at night and feeling really anxious because of money but mm-hmm. on the other hand the fact that you are able to step out of your comfort zone and you're, the fact that you're able to invest in yourself and like put this little money pressure and like financial pressure on yourself just it just means that you believe in yourself and like you believe in the fact that yeah you are in the like a more financial um worrying stage of your life but that doesn't going to like last like you are going to be able to make it and you are going to double you know this investment and you're going to yeah I think investing in yourself is the first thing that I would probably you know say to my younger self when I first started creating um online content and online everything it's just I was scrolling down YouTube Pinterest everything just to find all of these little bits and pieces and and, you know I have information on how to build a business online and at the end of the day I even you know invest in some $30 in here on an online course and $30 there but you know it's worthless at this point you have to put the price (laughs) and you have to be able to you know trust yourself and at the same time, do some money mindset work because that will help a lot too. Yeah. So that would be the first thing that, you know, that really shifted everything for me. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. It's always such a big point. Like the, the mm-hmm. it's not just marketing, it's also mindset. And it's also a lot mm-hmm. like trust, trust in yourself, trust in the universe mm-hmm. that it will mm-hmm. provide for mm-hmm. you. Um, and I do think that sometimes we come from a very perfectionist wanting to do everything right okay let me just go through the whole of youtube and then then i'm mm-hmm, ready mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and that's definitely not the way usually <laughs> at least for, for the people i've met um mm-hmm. and yeah reach out for help invest in yourself i can totally agree with those that pays dividends mm-hmm. on end <laughs> mm-hmm. without end uh yeah so before i forget it let me ask how when people if people People, I'm very sure people are interested. So when people are interested, how can they connect to you? Where are you visible? Where are you active? Sure. I am mostly active on my Facebook group. And um, so the two places people might be interested in learning more about what I do is the first one, uh, my Facebook group, which is called a Self-Care for Wealthy, W-E-L-L-T-H-Y. So it's not wealthy, wealthy. It's like well-like well-being self-care for wealthy female entrepreneurs on facebook on facebook groups uh, that's where i hang out the most and also if you want to learn more about the best self-care practices for your mind body type which is something i covered uh, along this podcast episode um on my website i have a quiz you can take it's like a one minute you know quiz super quick uh you can go on the holistic bossbabe.com forward slash quiz and you take the quiz and then you will receive a beautiful ebook little results guide uh, where you have all of the perfect you know foods and like everything related to your body's tendencies and like the perfect self-care for your mind body type the perfect you know exercise oils to use on your body and your hair and like the types of food and like all of the things related to your um perfect self-care practice i would say wonderful i love it thank you and i'm definitely going to link to the group and yeah. the instagram in the description mm-hmm. um and as a final question i'm always interested how would you define well-being for yourself mm. 
I think from well-being comes from a place of, oh, that's a really hard question. But this really makes me think about a post that I've seen on Facebook lately. Someone asked, um, which is more important, mental health or physical health? And since then, I've been just constantly thinking about that question. And I think from my point of view, well-being, of course, it's all about balancing your mind, body, soul, you know, your past childhood traumas, learning more about your values, learning more about your digestive system, your body's tendencies, your mind state tendencies. But I think at the end of the day, mental state is like the number one first most important thing. I think from if you start from a really healthy, mental, stable, balanced mental state, I think the rest follows. So yeah, I would say mental being is yes. first and foremost <laughs> mental health well-being. Yeah. Oh wow, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so true for current times. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I remember my guru saying always like relax. Be at mm-hmm. ease. Mm-hmm. The rest would always follow. Yeah, so. the body will follow the mind, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to add to this? No, I think we've covered a lot. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Well, it's been wonderful, Sabrina. Um, Anytime you want to come back, you're more than invited to join. Um, And I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that as well. And yeah, so I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. evening it's earlier for you than it's here for me um and looking forward to our future exchanges well thank you for having me it was so fun okay bye girls and guys give us some feedback on the episode and hope you have a wonderful week too I don't know.